What is up my thrifty friends? Tabs here from the Urban Goddess Shop. Today's video, you guys know, it's a work with me video. My favorite videos of the week. I keep you company, your favorite coworker. You're my favorite coworker. You get work done. I chat your ear off and it's all reseller news. So thrift gang, get your tasks lined up and we're going to jump right into this. I got lots of good topics. Of course, we're going to talk about promoted listings. Of course, uh, we have a little bit of information from eBay and then I just have some great viewer questions that I think will help other people out. So let's just dive in. We're going to do the personal and business update. So personal, uh, life has been busy. I, I, gosh, I got to find something better to say, like a better, um, some better words, some different words. I'm gonna have to look up, uh, in my thesaurus uh, words for that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's been busy. I did work two days last week and it's just been really busy shifts. And then doing the YouTube stuff, I've been busy with that. I've upped my listings. I did a bunch of listings last week and I've been putting a lot of energy into editing videos for our other channel. If you don't know, we have an ambulance that we are converting into a camper van, Jeff and I. So I'm going to pop it up here if you haven't checked it out. Really great content and the channel is like blowing up. Like our first video that was out not even two weeks ago has almost 3,000 views already. Like it's so crazy. I like, I don't know my heart is full, my mind is blowing, like it, it's just exceeding expectations of what we had for, for that channel as our second channel or as, as my second channel. So yeah, I've been putting more effort into the editing there just because the videos are a different type of content and there it's a little bit more time consuming until I kind of get in my groove, get my music playlist that I like to pick from. We're trying to find songs and oh it's just whatever I could like dive into like YouTube stuff it's it's actually another passion of mine but I don't typically cover it here on this channel so that's taking up a really big part of my personal life on top of on the weekends we are converting this ambulance so yeah business wise things are good I did about what did I do maybe three and a half hours of listing last week and I got just under 30. I think I got 27 or 28 listings up. Not quite the 40 that I'm shooting for, but now is May, starting this week, 40 listings is what I'm shooting for. And sales have started to pick up. I think last week I hit 11 or $1,200 gross sales, which isn't bad. That's not bad. I know I did my what sold, but like sales picked up after that what sold video, of course. And yeah, the week finished off pretty good. I'm happy with that. So life-wise, we're busy as usual. Business-wise, things are going good. Um, yeah, I don't know why and I don't know if everyone's starting to experience this. I did hear a lot of people in the comments saying on Friday that sales were starting to pick up. So I'm hoping that this is kind of that tipping point where things start to get better. But of course, this is on Poshmark Canada and I think Posh US just has a whole another thing going on there too, which like I said, we're going to talk about after. Okay, let's go into the work with me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I love when you guys ask questions because it's a chance to dive in a little bit deeper in the video. So recently I saw a question, is it better to list under an individual brand or it's like blanket brand? For example, I use the term Aritzia often when it's like TNA, Sunday Best, Wilfred, Babaton, they all fall underneath that. Or you could do uh, anthropology and then there's like free people 
I don't even know what they all are. There's like so many brands that fall under anthropology. But I think what brought it up is I was talking about a top that I found in one of my recent thrift with me's and it was a anthropology brand. So here is my rule. On Posh for Aritzia items, I will usually put them as the brand Aritzia and then in the title I'll do Wilfred blah, 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 whatever the style, color, size, things like that, and make sure that my title and my description are more the, the actual brand. On eBay, I was doing the same thing, but I don't know if the search worked as well for that. So on eBay, because their search is just so much better at specifics and yeah, at specifics, I was putting Aritzia in the title but I am putting it under the brand that it actually is. That's just my personal thing. I don't know if you guys do something differently. Uh, for anthropology, same thing. Uh, for free people stuff, I always put it under free people, but anything else that's anthropology, I will put it under anthropology. And then in the title, I'll put Maeve or whatever brand it is. And then for eBay, same thing with that blanket brand. I usually do the specific brand is what I categorize it as. I hope that helps. I don't I don't feel like I know exactly what is best. I can just talk about what I do in my business and I feel like it works because I do tend to get pretty consistent sales with it. So on Poshmark, that would be my strategy. I, I hope it helps. If you have any insight, maybe there's something that you know, like a tip that you were once told or you're at eBay open, drop it down below, share it with us. This is just like something that I do. It doesn't mean that it's right. Okay, and I, I feel like quite a few resellers do the same thing that I do and I probably learned it from someone else on YouTube. So I'm open to any suggestions. If you guys do something differently, please, please share. Or if you have like a strategy when it applies, when it doesn't apply, share with us, let us know. All right, next up, uh, D asked, how can you tell if a brand is a sub-brand of anthropology? And I feel like this can apply to any brand really, um, but here's my trick. First step, what I usually do when I'm going to list is I will use Google Lens. I love Google Lens because it's kind of like a one-stop task that I do that'll usually give me a good stock photo, tell me what the style name of, is, of it is, and usually I can pull up where it was sold and how much the original price was, as well as some comparatives into there. Uh, if that doesn't work, we'll say it's like a plain black dress, Google Lens doesn't work on plain items. It works better on unique pieces. Um, my next option would be to check the tag. Now, if the RN number is 66170, I know it's an Anthro, Free People, Urban Outfitters brand, and they kind of all fall under uh, the blanket RN number. Uh, you can also do a Google search of the brand that's on the tag and any item descriptive words like short sleeve, white top, that should usually give you some general ideas or style names, things like that. But yeah, I love Google Lens and I typically, I mean, 95% of my closet is quite unique pieces. So it's easy to use Google Lens for that. I'm gonna ask again, if you have a quick tip or something that you use that would help D out, please, that I haven't mentioned, please drop down below and share because I sell very specific brands and it's like wash, rinse, repeat, right? So I don't have to look up a ton of stuff. I am usually 
finding the same things. And then another way that I'll like use to tell if something is a good brand is just by like feeling the material. And if I feel something, I'm like, ooh, that feels like it's good quality material. Then I'll open it up, pull out the material content tag, and usually it'll share any information in there as well. So there's a whole pile of tips on how I identify items and what brand and what blanket brand it falls under. But yeah, and I'm sure there's like a ton of other examples, but those are the two common ones for me would be Anthropology Brands and Aritzia, which are my two top brands that I sell. All right, moving along. We're going through these really fast today. Uh, eBay is making a change to how buyers can leave reviews. I think this is pretty controversial right now. They will begin allowing buyers to leave up to five pictures in their purchase review. Uh, this is very similar to Amazon. And if I'm being honest, I love that feature on Amazon. It's awesome. I can see photos. Uh, yeah, it's something that I personally use on Amazon. I always look at reviews and I will skim through the pictures that people post. Uh, do you do this? Do you use the Amazon reviews and photos when you're making a purchase? And here's the funny thing, even though sometimes an item has like a four-star review, I look at the photos, usually you can kind of read through the photos. Do you know what I mean? You can tell which ones are people that are just upset or maybe it wasn't what they expected. But if the photos match what I think I'm getting, I will still buy the item. Even if someone is like, says this awful thing about the item and shares a picture of it, if I look at their photo or I look at a few other photos and it generally looks like the item that I thought it was, I'll still buy. So I don't think this is necessarily a bad feature. I think it could work in your favor when people leave glowing reviews. Um, I don't think everyone's going to utilize it either, but you always have those people that are like do-gooders that like, you know, leave a, leave a review, a long review or leave a, a comment and they're going to put some pictures that they love the item or vice versa. And then I think the other great thing about eBay is that you can always contact them. So if someone leaves something that you think isn't right, or you don't agree with, or yeah, you can always go to eBay and appeal it, right? And they will sometimes take down comments or reviews if they're inappropriate. So I don't know, I think we have to wait this one out. They do have this on other platforms. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if it will apply to us very often. I guess maybe if you're selling items that have undisclosed flaws or not great pictures, I don't know, maybe it'll become an issue, but I don't see it being a big issue for me personally. But yeah, I do think there's two sides. If if I'm missing something here and you think, and you have a, like a totally opposed opinion on this, share it, drop it down below because I, I, I'm not too worried about it. Honestly, guys, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, but we'll see. I guess we'll see how it all pans out. Can't read the future. My crystal ball just doesn't work every day. Uh, okay, let's jump into another eBay one. So this is for Canadians only. eBay also recently negotiated new tr contracts for Canadian shipping. If you're a US citizen, just plug yours. Don't listen to this because this is awesome news and you're not going to want to hear how our shipping costs are going down. <laughs> okay, so eBay is updating their rates if you purchase the shipping labels through them. All new rates were applied starting April 27th. Uh, domestic expedited parcel, which is 
Usually that one or tracked packet is the ones that I usually send. I think domestic expedited would be within Canada. You get a tracking number. Previously, the discount was 11% and now it's going to be 32%. Like that's a pretty big jump. And I did purchase a label recently that was within Canada and it was a fantastic rate and it was um, a jacket. So it's not like it was a tiny, small package either. Um, tracked packet to the US uh, is up to 43% discounted. Nice. Expedited parcel to the US uh, was 11% is now going to be 20% up to 20% off. Tracked packet internationally was 45% off and now it's going to be up to 53% off and Express Post International is up to 53% off. So the expedited track packet and Express Post, especially those international ones, I find that they're using FedEx and then for domestic, a lot of times it's Canada Post and then the tracked packet to the US is usually UPS and really good rates. Like I'm impressed. I sent a couple items. I never used to purchase my labels through uh, eBay, I used to do them, I had been doing them through NetParcel for a while and I was getting fantastic rates, but yeah, that eBay's got some good contracts right now. So that's really good news. And if you're an eBay seller in Canada, this is awesome. This helps us be competitive because in the US, I know you guys get upset about your shipping charges, but when you can ship things for like six bucks in within the US for a light item, that's a really good rate. Like it, we don't get that in Canada. So if we can ship down to the States, which most times it's cheaper for me to ship a pair of Lululemon leggings to the States than it is across Canada. And down into the States, I'm shipping them for like 10 bucks Canadian now, which is about $7 US. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so happy. If you're in the US, you can unblock your ears now. We're going to keep moving along. Okay, uh, next one. Okay, we're going to go into some posh news and posh questions. So first one is, Francis asked, if you block someone on posh, is there a list you can see of who you blocked? Because I know on like Instagram, you can look at that list. Maybe Facebook, you can as well. I don't think you can. I don't th think there's like a specific list of people you blocked on Poshmark. But if you click on their profile and you go to the top three dots, when you tap on that, a pop-up will show on the bottom and usually it'll say block this person or unblock this person and that'll tell you whether they're already blocked or or not this is the only way i can tell i don't know if you guys know something different please share i i do commonly block people whose bots get stuck on my closet and they're like sharing one random repetitive or one item repetitively or they're sharing my entire closet I will block them because those notifications drive me crazy. And I like to use my newsfeed as like a general scroll. So yeah, I just block people. I usually try and unblock them like 10 minutes later. If you ever find yourself blocked from me, that's probably why. And maybe you even just did mass sharing yourself. I don't know. But just shoot me a message on Instagram and we can fix that right away. And I apologize. But hey, listen, something caused me to block and it's probably oversharing. All right. Uh, okay, let's get into promoted listings. This is the point in the video where if you don't like it when I rant, or you think I'm being negative on posh, or you think I'm pooping on posh, you probably just want to like, stop watching at this point. Because <laughs> it's not going to get any better from this from this point on. I mean, there is I have some nice stuff at the end. But 
there this is gonna be a section of just like honest talking about this promoted listing feature they're rolling out so what do we know right now currently it is in beta testing it's called promoted closets or promoted listings it appears to be a ppc campaign which is a pay-per-click campaign rates seem to vary person to person at this point um, everyone's kind of getting different numbers and then i also heard that they eliminated the feature where you guys could see the breakdown um yeah i don't know i don't know if they brought that back but that was the last thing i heard about that uh, you can set your budget for promoted closets or listings which is nice you're not you know turn it on and you pay whatever they charge you you can set a budget of what you're willing to spend and you can also choose which listings you want to do. So you can do your whole closet or you can choose your listings. Personally, if I was in it and I had a choice, I would select the listings that already have the most likes, that are already quite popular. I think that would probably be the strategy I went out with. Uh, they did announce that it's going to be a gradual rollout uh, to more sellers as they improve and work through the bugs. Basically, no set time frame, but they are hoping to do a slow rollout of this. And that would be similar to what they did with Posh Lives. I mean, they were in beta testing for almost six months before they opened it up to more people. And I don't even know if it's like completely open now or if it's partial, but I know they were accepting more applications last month and lots of new resellers were getting into the live shows. If you know anything else at this point, please, please let us know in the comments. This is all I know as like, what, what are the facts as of right now? And because this isn't testing, nothing is set in stone. Nothing says that this is what it's going to be and this is how it's going to roll out. This is what they're just testing currently, okay? Now, I have been on Instagram a little bit and uh, social media looking for what other people were saying, what were their opinions on it, and just trying to kind of get a bigger picture of what what could be issues right now. Because I don't have access to it, I'm relying on others at this point. So one of the flaws that I have been seeing time and time again this weekend, and like multiple, multiple people, is when people are searching for an item, and the items they're searching for are not showing up. Now, this plays back to Posh's search algorithm not functioning properly. And neighbor, if you are listening, the search doesn't work. Stop listening to Poshmark HQ. They're lying to you. It doesn't work. It's broken. It's been broken for a while. And I think that that is the first and most crucial step that they need to work on for this promoted listings to be you know, successful. I think there is a time and a place for PPC. It is successful in other areas in e-commerce selling. And I did do some research into what it is and how it works and how it works best. So it is used often. This isn't a new technique. It's also used on eBay. And I think Etsy also just started doing this too, not too long ago. But yeah, I think the other two platforms have really good search features, right? Where Poshmark doesn't. Uh, I also think one of the other issues that Poshmark has is allowing people to sell fakes. If you're looking up a designer brand, I know people are saying all these fakes are popping up. Listen, if someone is going on to Poshmark and they're looking for a Chanel purse, 
they are looking for a Chanel purse. They don't want the $30 knockoff one, right? Most people don't. I mean, there are probably some people that do, but I think they really need to crack down on this and other platforms have. I don't know why Poshmark doesn't care. They literally do not care about fakes, like fake products or what do you call them? What the heck? Why can't I think of it? The word will come to my head later, but you know what I mean? I've reported listings that I was like, okay, this is such a fake. This is, this isn't fake. Like this is scammy. I just, mm, fakes make me upset. Anyways, and the, the listing is still there three months later. So obviously no one is really dealing with that. And I don't think they give a poop about it. So that is another issue that falls into the search. So it's not just the search not working. It's all these like random tagging. That's another issue. People that like randomly tag brands into their listing that they don't apply to. You know, when you're looking for that Patagonia jacket, that downfilled puffer that you've been wanting and Old Navy shows up, that shouldn't be allowed. They should shadow ban people. If you report someone and they look, shadow ban them for a week, teach them a lesson. Like I, there's just such simple things that wear me down <laughs> that I try not to let get to me, but it's so frustrating as a seller and, and as a shopper, because I shop on Poshmark myself personally all the time. And if I'm shopping for something very specific and someone else's junk shows up, I report them because as a buyer, I find that annoying, not even as like a competitive, like as competition and selling or whatever, but as a buyer, that is annoying. If you do it, stop it. It's such bad etiquette and it's so annoying. Um, okay. I need, I need to end this because <laughs> I'm just rambling and repeating what, what upsets me. Okay. Um, Nicolette also commented the other day. She said, what about people that are using comp checking and clicking on the listings as they're doing comp checking? And I hadn't even thought of that. Like, what about everyone that is right going on the app to look up prices, to look up other items? Is that a similar, what are they charging? What did they put in their description? Lots of people do they're like listing and comp searching in that way. And if other sellers are clicking on your listings and looking at them, that'll add up in your clicks as well. And then I also thought of like, what if someone didn't like you and just went on to all your promoted listings and like click them randomly? Like, I don't know. I feel like other sites would be able to pick up on that, but I just don't have a lot of trust in Posh for that. So I have a lot of questions on how this will all work and what the legalities of it is. Um, the next question that I see popping up all the time is everyone wondering what's happening with sharing. And I think this is such a valid question because they've spent how many years focusing on a share-based platform? I personally don't think sharing's going anywhere. And I feel like that's the general census among people. But I'm curious to know how they integrate promoted listings or promoted closets and sharing into the algorithm and have them work synergistically and integrate well. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I know it seems simple and everyone's like, well, they're computer software de developers. They should be able to do this. This is doable. It is. But we are also talking about a platform that refuses to address their most basic feature, which is their search. So I don't know. I think this is going to get ugly before it gets better. And in, in this one instance, I know I was saying like, I feel like we were left out in the last video. I'm kind of happy it's happening in the US <laughs> and not Canada. I'm happy that we're not the guinea pigs for once because I don't know. 
I don't know how it's all gonna work out we'll see we'll see I I mean ideally I think they're gonna try and figure it out I just think it's gonna be a really rough road getting there and then I also wonder with the promoted listings are they gonna be pushing those further out into Google are they gonna you know focus only people that are promoting their listings to Google search like there's some of their outside promotion that Poshmark actually does really well that I wonder if that promoted listing is going to help pay for that um, that feature that they do or that service that they give us. Because everyone's always like, what do we pay this 20% on? Well, part of it is they're paying for like Google search to put it into Google ads and they work. They do work because I search on Google for things all the time and Poshmark stuff tends to pop up. So yeah, it does work. Yeah, and then I think the other, the one other question that people, a lot of people have is what does this do to the smaller sellers? What does this do to the hobby sellers? I wonder if they're going to categorize everyone. So if you have like under 100 listings, maybe this stuff doesn't affect you because you're then considered more like a personal or a hobby seller. Um, I wonder if they categorize the closets for that, like in how many active listings, how many items you sold. I don't know. I think there's different ways they could approach it, but I I don't know what they're doing or how they'll approach it. And I don't even know if we'll ever know. Like, I don't know if they're ever going to share that information. I feel like they're not the most transparent uh, selling platform that I sell on. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is all like speculation at this point. I We don't really have very many facts and it's only been going on for a week. So I know it's kind of early to be putting you know, thoughts and things out there. But I think it's just good that we have these discussions and that we're sharing our feedback with Posh and not like this isn't going to work, take it away, because I realistically don't think they're going to listen to that. Um, majority of sellers don't want to do live selling, yet it's still going and they're not getting rid of it. So I think we have to learn how to embrace some of these changes and give them constructive feedback so they can improve it so that it becomes a more usable tool for us as sellers. So that's what I hope for at least. What do you guys think? What are questions that you have? What are thoughts? Like what what's going through your brain with this? And I know right away you want to say, absolutely no, I'm never paying for this and everything. Like I hear you. I hear you guys. I heard you guys on the last video. I'm just working through commenting back to everyone. But now that we've had some time for it to sink in, you know, what are some ways that you think we could improve this or, you know, help Posh to improve this feature so it'll work well for us? Um, please share down below and let's just hope that maybe someone's watching, right? Someone from Poshmark uh, goes through the comments or watches this video and it's a chance for us to share our positive feedback. Uh, I mean, you can rant a little, but we got it. We got to work together. We got to figure out how to make this work for our businesses. Um, okay. One more thing on a positive note, I also saw that they brought back the swipe to bid button. So that's awesome. That's, that's like, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, and hopefully preventing those accidental bids that have been driving everyone nuts, like buyer and seller. It's, it's just been a nuisance for the last bit. So one positive tick for Poshmark. All right. Well, that's all I have to chat about this week. I feel like there's not much new happening, but then some like really big things, but we just don't have enough information on them right now to 
dive deep. So on that note, we're going to end with something fun and hopefully helpful to new resellers. I know there's tons of new people coming into this channel watching. Thank you. Welcome. Hi. It's not always doom and gloom. There's a lot of great things about reselling. But uh, what I thought would be fun is what is one thing you would tell yourself when you were a new reseller that changed your business when you found it out? Um, so I had to think really hard about this and I was like, if there was one thing that changed my business, uh, what was it? And there was a few things, but the first thing that really changed my business and it was like a pivotal point and it was a tip that was given to me from Loren at South Swell Posh and she told me to comp search everything and up until that point I literally used to just buy everything on gut feeling I got a ton of low ASP stuff and I was like how do you know what holds value and what doesn't and she told me you need to start searching everything you put in your cart so personally i am not a very fashionable person um i'm sure you guys have picked up on that in my videos i'm pretty like plain jane um not huge into brands so reselling was difficult for me i didn't have all this brand knowledge and style knowledge when i first started but when i started comp searching that's when things really started changing for me. And I would, you know, fill a cart with all these things and I would spend 30, 45 minutes in the back corner looking everything up. What is the retail price? Where is this sold? What does it look like similar items are listed for? What does it look like they're selling for? It took a lot of time and I'm going to say probably six to eight months of doing that. But in the end, I comp searched so many items. I built so much brand knowledge. I had a good understanding of what was selling. And it just, yeah, it really changed the trajectory of my business. And I've reached out to Loren since then and thanked her multiple times for changing my business. Because, yeah, that that's like one thing. If I could go back and tell myself, I wish I would have started doing that sooner. So I want to hear from you guys. What is one tip that you would tell your new reseller self that would change their business quicker, right? That pivotal moment in your business that you made this one change and things just started to, you know, go good and you had a better understanding, things like that. All right, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about promotions and everything and this one tip. Okay, guys. I'm going to head out of here. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. Thank you for letting me keep you company. It would do me a huge favor if you guys hit like and also subscribe on your way out. And yeah, I'm going to wish you guys some sales. You know it's coming. I'm wishing you all many sales and I will see you next time. Bye.